0: Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast featuring Senior Pastor Naida M. Parson. We're on the second week of Level Up Worship. And today we're talking about an act and an attitude of worship. Bowing down and submitting yourself to God, a higher power, a more superior power, and that you say everything is in His control by submitting yourself you listen as we talk about i'm bowing and i can't get up
1: the ball is the act and the attitude but y'all i've made my decision i will exalt him high and bow myself low because i haven't gotten where I need to go I haven't received all I need to receive I have not become all I need to become and I haven't given him all the honor that's due him so I can't get up Matthew chapter 15 verse 21 through 28 it'll be there for you on the screen stay there Ben. it'll be there on the screen Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that moment. Our topic this afternoon is I'm bowing and I can't get up. So come and bow.
0: So come and bow, bow
1: down. I'm bowing and I can't get up. There was an old commercial in the late 1980s and early 90s. and The commercial was for a medical alarm system called Life Call. Seniors or the disabled could get a pendant, which would connect them to a dispatch. The commercial showed a lady who had fallen, and she was using the device. And that catchphrase became a cultural phenomenon. They used it in jokes, and it was part of our culture by then. And that, that, that catchphrase was, I've fallen, and I can't get up. I see some folk old enough to remember that commercial. I've fallen and I, and I can't get up. Well, this month, we level up worship. We level up worship. And we did an introduction uh, to it last week. And worship, we found out, is bowing yourself low while exalting God high. Yeah. Worship is the proper human response To our Lord, to our creator, to the God of the universe is bowing down before a superior to a superior in respect, acknowledging the superiority and the importance of the one you're bowing to. We found out last week that worship is an act and an attitude. The act is to bow or to kiss forward. Sometimes they would kiss the feet of the person. It's to bring yourself down low. Mariah, show them that act again. Uh, The act of worship is that bowing down. I want you to get this in your mind because the act is simply an expression of the attitude. All the way down, head all the way to the floor. Hands out. That is the act of it. The attitude from this act is that of your recognition that God is superior to you and you bow yourself low as you exalt them high. Thank you, bro. I just want y'all to remember that. And that attitude is that recognition that God is superior. And that he must be exalted while you bow yourself low in every area of your life. In your money. Your marriage. In your way you personally care for your body. The way you eat and exercise. And in every area of your life. And how you raise your kids. And how you work during the week how you spend your money, that he, uh, he is exalted high, I am brought low in every area of my life. When I'm in the presence of the Almighty God, my correct human response is to bring myself down. So unlike that commercial, I didn't fall down and can't get up. I bow down as an act of worship, and because of the attitude of worship, I can't get up. I have to stay in the position where you, God, are exalted high in every area of my life. And I'm in the low position. You are superior. I am inferior. And we're going to work on leveling up our worship. We found out last last week that the only way to up is down. The only way to level up worship is to bow yourself down. Your will comes down. Your ambition comes down. Your agenda comes down. Your desires come down. Your way of doing things. Some of y'all worship your way of doing things. It's got to come down. Your knowledge, some of y'all think you're smart. It's got to come down. Your plans come down. Your dreams come down. Your concerns come down. Your complaints come down. Your rights come down. All of that has to come down as you exalt his will, his agenda, his way, his knowledge, his desires. He is superior. You are inferior. And you know this when you have the attitude of worship and you say, I'm bowing and I can't get up. He is superior. You are inferior. He is the creator. You are the created. He is eternal. You just got here a minute ago. He controls the universe. You can't even control yourself. He knows everything. You know next to nothing. Oh, I know some things. That's why I know some things. Okay, this is nothing. And this what you know is right next to nothing. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell in it. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and he's the end. He's the first and he's the last. He's the author and he's the finisher and he is good. He is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. He is God and that's just the way it is. And he is worthy of your worship and your honor and your praise and your obedience and your respect. God is superior. I am inferior. So I bow down and worship, and this is the attitude that we want to level up to, but the only way to level up is down. If you have any respect for God, there was a time Mariah's people had a respect for God. They had a respect for God's house. They would say stuff like, I know you ain't lying in the Lord's house. I know you didn't bring that up in this church. You brought that in the church house. Or, oh, excuse excuse me, Miss B. I didn't mean to say that in front of you. I know you're a woman of God. Oh, y'all can't do it in front of my daddy. My daddy get home. My daddy's a man of God. People had a respect for God. And I'm saying to you today, if you have any respect for God, You need to stay down. I'm bowing and I can't get up. Now, I want to illustrate this by using the Canaanite woman in Matthew chapter 15. In our text, Jesus was traveling and he went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And Tyre and Sidon were Gentile cities that were north of Israel. And the Bible suggests that he actually withdrew there. Perhaps he was pulling back a little bit from his assignment to the Jews because he had just offended their leaders by telling them a truth they really didn't like. So he so got a little hot in Israel. So he, he decided, let me pull up. Let me go up there where these Gentiles live he, for, for a while. And, and he should be up there resting and recovering because he goes to a region where he's not supposed to be working because he has been sent to the Jews. And so I'm going to go up here and hang with these Gentiles for a minute. Um, to to get away and and to, to rest and recover and see where I'm going next and where he's in this place where he's not supposed to be working here's a Canaanite woman she's also known as a Syrophoenician woman from from that vicinity and she came to him now the Canaanites were traditional enemies to the Jews they they actually caused Israel a lot of trouble they would get them into sin, and they were sinning against God and chasing idols. And, and, you know, sometimes the Jews like those Canaanite women. And and, and they 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 had a history, the Jews and the Canaanites. But they're all in the same boat now because Rome is in charge. And the Romans were harsh, and they were colonizers, and, and everybody looking for a Messiah now. Everybody's looking for somebody to get them out from under Roman rule. And a, and a different. evidently, she heard about this Jewish Messiah. She was a Gentile, but she heard that the Jewish Messiah, these Jews that they've been around, have been talking about this Messiah for hundreds of years. And they're waiting for this Messiah. And they think this Messiah is going to fix everything. And she had heard about this Jewish Messiah. And somebody told her he had shown up. There was an old song where BJ might remember they used to sing, there's a stranger in the city and he's healing. He's healing the body and Jesus is healing the sin sick soul. She heard that there was a stranger in the city. Someone told her about Jesus. He was not one of the gods that she was used to serving. He was not one of those idols that they had just made up. He was living and breathing and he had power. The Bible says she was crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. That have mercy on me got a lot of stuff, folk from Jesus, a lot of stuff from Jesus in that time. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. When she said Lord, she was recognizing that he was superior. And remember, I told you the first stage of worship is just recognizing who he is. So she said, Lord, recognize he was a superior. And then calling him son of David. That was a Masiatic term. In other words, the Jews called the Messiah several names, and one of them was son of David. Now, she's not Jewish. But she had heard about the messiah and she had heard that they call him the son of david so she said lord son of david she recognized that not only was he superior but when he she said son of david that he was the messiah that someone had been talking to her about jesus being the one being the christ being the anointed one he's the one that they had been waiting for to come she recognized who he was and at that point she wasn't concerned with getting away from rome she was concerned about the kingdom that was coming because she had a right now need is anybody in the house with a right now need yes you're concerned about the kingdom and the church and all the stuff that God's going to do in the end and the rapture I'm concerned about but right now I got a right now need she said my daughter is demon possessed. This ain't got nothing to do with Canaan. This don't have nothing to do with Syrophoenicia. It don't have nothing to do with the Jews. My daughter is demon possessed and she's suffering terribly. Have mercy on me. And Jesus did not answer a word. He ain't said nothing. But it sounds like from the text around it sounds like she kept on coming. And she isn't going away. It sounds like she got irritating to them. It sounds like she went from knocking to being the knock. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, 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 son of David, have mercy on me. Where you going, son of David? Lord, son of David on me Lord son of David uh, over here Lord son of David have mercy on me I don't care where you go Lord son of David have mercy on me Lord 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 son of David have mercy on me kept crying out it was getting irritating She isn't going away. So his disciples come to him, and they urged him. They said, send her away. She keeps crying out after us. Us. (laughs) Yeah, right. She's still, she's crying out after us. Now now this part can be interpreted two ways. At first glance, it looks like they think if Jesus tells her to get lost, she, she would. Because they asked Jesus to send her away. Uh, But when you study those words, and when when you look at his answer especially, it appears that this word, send her away, actually means to dismiss her after granting her request. Send her away. In other words, give her what she wants so she can go away. And I think that's probably the case because I know three disciples for sure who would have got rid of her. They would have had no problem saying, if we shut up, back up and quit following us. Peter would have done it, James and John would have done it. So, so, so you got to look at Jesus' response. Maybe they're not just saying, send it away. This probably means, that the word does mean to dismiss after granting the request. Because he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. He didn't answer, well, y'all send her away. He didn't answer, well, I don't want to send her away. He said, I wasn't sent to her. I, I, in other words, I I, I can't grant that Requests because I'm only sent to these people. What if he doesn't choose you? I was listening to a lesson on true submission to God and this question was asked and it hit me in my chest. It says, how do you respond when he doesn't choose you? Are you truly humble before God if you get upset when he doesn't choose you? You see, your worship hasn't really been tested until you see how you respond when he doesn't choose you. When you've been saved longer, but he raises somebody else up who just got saved last year. When you feel like you have the call, but the other guy gets the position. When the church slut gets married to the man you wanted and you've been celibate. Victoria, that happened to me. That actually happened to me. When she got the healing, but you had to go through the treatment and the surgery. She got healed. I, I got chemo. She got healed and we had the same cancer. What if he doesn't choose you? When you didn't get the house. You didn't get the job. You didn't get that answer that you prayed for. Do you get an attitude? Do you quit? Do you stop living right? Do you hold back your offerings? Or maybe you're like me. You keep working but in bitterness. Wallow it in disappointment. Mad with God but keep showing up. Saw them got their church built. Drive all around the city. People do get churches built. I never missed a Sunday. never missed a prayer meeting. I stayed on my post, but I was a little bitter when I got in them 60s and Still hadn't blowed up, and hear these little young cats that just got here, still wet behind the ears, breath smell like Similac. How they get on TV? And no, they don't preach no better than me. When he doesn't choose you, that's when your true motive is discovered. That's when your level of worship is exposed. When he doesn't choose you. But he is sovereign. This is his kingdom. You belong to him. The power is his. He can do anything he wants to do. He does not even owe you an explanation. And when you truly worship, you bow down to his will, whether you like it or not. Whether you think it's fair or not. Favor ain't never been fair. Whether you think it's fair or not. You don't exalt your intellect above his intellect. I told you, you know, next to nothing. Now, I know we aren't there yet because I wasn't there yet. But I have to tell you what there is so we can level up. So Jesus. Doesn't answer her a word, but he answers his disciples. Basically, Jesus says to them, I won't do it. She's not my assignment. And I would like to think that Jesus was in conflict because he he was here to save the whole world and she's included in the world that he wants to save, but he had an order. He was to come, offer salvation to the Jews. Be their Messiah. Then he could die for the world. And then they would take the good news to the Gentile world after he was gone. That was the order that it was supposed to be in. She was out of order. She was out of order. She was not chosen. What if he doesn't choose you? Bible says the woman came and knelt before him. The New King James Version said, and she worshipped. She assumed the position. She's knelt before him. She laid before him. She's on the ground before him and said Lord help me. Somebody say that this afternoon. Lord help me. She came and she worshipped. She didn't get puffed up. She didn't get an attitude and she didn't give up. She worshiped. She knelt down before him because she already had the attitude of worship by recognizing who he was and coming to him, denying her background, denying herself, denying her pride, denying her prejudice against the Jews. But after she realizes that she is not chosen, she takes herself even lower. She goes into the act of worship to match Her attitude of worship as she makes her request to someone who seems to be ignoring her. If you ignore my request, I get that. You have a right not to choose me. But let me see if you'll ignore my worship. If I'm not chosen, I'll just go deeper into worship. Because you still are who I know you are. You don't lose any importance or superiority just because you said no. Or because you chose to do for others what you didn't choose for me. You are still worthy. You are still God. And I'm going to worship. And I'm going to worship. And I'm going to ask you again. Lord, help me. So far. He hasn't even answered her a word. Oh, but that worship position, that made Jesus talk to her. (laughs) He hadn't talked to her before. When she laid down, she laid down in worship. When she assumed the position, it made Jesus talk to her. But look at what he said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. No, he didn't. (laughs) All right, lady, what you going to do now? He didn't choose you, and you worshipped him. So what if he challenges you? You're already down. You're already worshipping. You brought yourself low. You are bowing, and then he speaks something that challenges you that throws you, that tests you perhaps. See, your worship should have gotten you somewhere. But he's doubled down on his denial of your request. You worshiped, you bowed down, and he doubled down. Not going to do it. And instead, he speaks something that challenges you now in the place of worship. To you, what does that do, you do? To you, he might say, "You're not getting married." To you, he might say, "You're not going to get healed." To you, he might say, "Leave your job." To you, he might say, uh, "Your child's gonna have to go to prison on this one." He might say, that dream that you worked for is not my will for you. He might say, this marriage is your test. And it's not going to get any better. He may say, you will lose the house. Or the loan is denied. Or the money's not coming through. What if he challenges you? Because he answered. But she ain't going to like his answer. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now, this is one of those controversial scriptures in the Bible. Did Jesus really call this woman a dog? He called a woman a dog. I'll leave that right there. He, but he doesn't use the typical word for dog that the Jews used and they co- to call the Gentiles. The Jews called the Gentiles dogs. But this is not the word that he uses. He uses the word for family pet. Because he loves the whole world. But, but, but the Jews did have a special place that at first that the Gentiles didn't have. We weren't going to get it until he died and rose from the dead. And so they do have a special place that they don't have. This time, they, 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 this time only the Jews are the children of God. And so he just uses the analogy of a family who took what what was designed for the children to eat and instead tossed it over to the pets. He said, that's what it would be like for me to give you this healing. So what do you do if God challenges you when you're already bowing down? Well, when you truly have an attitude of worship, you stay down. Somebody say, "Stay stay down. See, most of us would have gotten up. We would have given up. Most of y'all would have fired back at him. I don't want your funky old miracle. No way. That's why I do not ask you for nothing. They probably lied about you anyway. You might not even be the real messiah. I'm getting ready to go home got me out here i'm done with this down here on this ground getting my dress dirty embarrassing myself in front of these jews and in front of my old folk, watching me bow down to this man i'm getting up i'm going home but that was not her attitude she had entered into a worship of her superior of somebody who was of vast importance I'm bowing down and I can't get up I'm keeping my position of worship I'm gonna stay right here in humble adoration I will not be I might not be the chosen I'll take not being chosen but I'm not getting up I'll take this challenge but I'm not getting up I'm bowing myself to the God of the universe as I need here in front of his son I have made my decision I'm bowing and I can't get up and then she says something in her place of worship the the NIV translates it the new international version translates it yes it is Lord even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table well, here it would appear that she's contradicting him and contradicting him and arguing in a place of worship that don't quite go together. You don't argue from this position to her superior, but other translations say, she said, yes, Lord, or truth, or you're right. It's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. So I had to look it up. What what did did, did she actually say? It's the Greek word "naïve," And and it means yes indeed. It means certainly. But it also means even so. (laughs) Jesus said it's not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. And maybe she was saying yes it is not right to give the children's bread to the dogs. But you can be saying, even so, Lord. That, that's true, but even so. Here, here's an exception to that rule. God, there's a bit of a lip, loophole here. Here's, here's another point. She's, she's bowing. She, she ain't got a. Here's another point that I pray you will consider. Here, here's a place where it might be all right. So, th- so then that translation, yes, it is, would, would fit there. Either way, she, she gives another try from the position of, of worship. She said, it would be okay, though, for the dogs to get the crumbs from the master's table. <laughs> In other words, what the pets would do is they hang around. How many of y'all got dogs? And they, they'll hang around in case you drop a little something. I'll hang out with Valerie and her little dog, Fendi. If I'm up there in her office eating popcorn, Fendi will wait for me to drop something. And she come eat what I drop. No, she's not going to get my bag of popcorn, but she's going to hang around to just see if I'm going to drop something. If you would just stay in worship, if you would just lay there, just stay in position. God, you give me the bread but I'll just stay here just in case the kids drop something That's in case they drop a little something because what I understand is that everything that's in the bread is in the crumb and if I can just can, su- can a sister get a crumb off the master's table oh hang out just in case Keep hanging out in New Antioch. Keep hanging out in in worship. Keep laying out on the floor just in case. While God is feeding the chosen one, they drop a little something. So when you are challenged, you worship and you stay down. I can't get up. He's the only one who can help me. I can't get up. He's still worthy. He's still God. He's still my master. I'm bowing and I can't get up because no other help I know. He is God alone. He has the right to refuse me. He has the right to challenge me. He has the right to ignore me. But if in the place of worship if my attitude is in the place of worship he just might do me a favor he just might give a sister a break he just might give a brother a hand he just might drop something so I can't get up I'll stay in the place of worship I'm bowing I can't get up the so thing about that position is it's uncomfortable. Both the act and the attitude are uncomfortable. It's hard to stay down. It's hard to stay down. The bigger you are, the more uncomfortable it is. That's a big girl that's tried to hold that position. I did a little better when I was a little smaller. I was a little younger. (laughs) The bigger you are, the more uncomfortable it is in the act and in the attitude. The bigger you think you are, the more important you think you are, the more elevated you got yourself the more uncomfortable it is to keep an attitude of worship. What if she had been a wealthy woman married to the mayor of the town, and here she is, and hmm, the bigger you are, the more uncomfortable it is. The more inflexible you are, the more uncomfortable it is in the act and in the attitude. Some of you got to do stuff your way, and can't nobody tell you that your way ain't the right way, and when you're inflexible, the more uncomfortable the attitude of worship is. The more controlling you are, the more uncomfortable it is. The act some of you controllers would never lay around anybody, and in that vulnerable position, because you got to know what's going on. You got to know who's walking around. You got to know. You got to know what's happening in the room. You're trying to control stuff. <laughs> That's an uncomfortable position for somebody that got to be in control. And the attitude to say, Lord, whatever. However you talk to me, whatever you say to me, that's uncomfortable. The more controlling you are and the more dignified you are. Because a dignified lady would never find herself in that position. It's dirt. People's feet, I don't do feet. Put my face where people been walking. It's undignified. Butt in the air, face in the ground, hands up, that's undignified. Dignified diva a dapper, young man would not find, they'd find that position quite uncomfortable in act and attitude. I'm too dignified. I say, praise the Lord. I say, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Worship, lay out, do stuff that I don't do, holler, help me, too dignified for that. You church people are a tad bit too emotional for me. The more dignified you are, the more uncomfortable. You can do it, but the more uncomfortable is the act and the attitude. But y'all, I've made my decision. I will exalt him high and bow myself low because I haven't gotten where I need to go. I haven't received all I need to receive. I have not become all I need to become, and I haven't given him all the honor that's due him so I can't get up. I'm going to stay in the place of worship. This woman went into worship when she wasn't chosen. She went into worship. She stayed in worship when she was challenged. So then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. So maybe, maybe your miracle is in the act and in the attitude of worship. But even if it isn't. He is worthy of my worship. I'm bowing. I can't get up. Bow down and worship him.
0: Worship him. Oh, worship him. Bow.
1: Right now, where you are, right now,
0: entering. Oh, entering.
1: I see about 20 people doing it. Let's try it again. Bow down and
0: worship.
1: in to a relationship with God if you're here or if you're listening by live stream now is the time to say God I'm bowing myself down I'm lifting you high I want to be saved I want to live for you and if you need to pray that prayer to say I accept you into my heart God you may have prayed it when you were younger You may have prayed it last week, but you now feel, God, I really need to seriously worship you with my life and accept you into my heart. Save me. Pray this prayer with me if that's you. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I want to worship you. I bow myself low. And I exalt you high. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. And come into my heart. Save me. And I'll live for you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today and you meant it in your heart, you're saved. You've been born again. You've entered into a relationship with Jesus, and now you just need to build on that. And we would love to be the church that helps you walk that walk. There's a book I want you to have that will explain to you what's going on in your life right now and the changes that God is getting ready to make. So if you prayed that prayer today and you're in the building, just raise your hand. Say, I dedicated my life to God today. Just raise your hand. You don't have to come up here. I'll send somebody to you. I want you to have that book. Anybody this morning. This afternoon. So everybody here is already straight with God. You already have a right. You have already have a relationship with God. If you're listening today, if you're listening to this next week, pray that prayer right now. If he's coming to your heart, just put in the comment section that you said the prayer, that you like the book, that you've accepted the Lord, and someone will get to you, get you connected, or you can go to newantioch antioch-aliante.org. Go to the connect button and we'll be in touch with you. We would love to get you in one of our Bible studies. We wanna walk you through this new life. We wanna be your church family. I'd love to be your pastor. And you might be here today and say, I need a church home. I'm ready to start this journey. I'm saved already, but I need to start this journey with you. I need a church home. I would love to be your pastor. We would love to be your family. I promise you, your life will never be the same. This is a good place to experience a miracle. Anybody like to become a member of New Antioch? Matter of fact, amen. We see some hands over here, my new members. Amen. They see you. They're coming to you. Uh, actually new members class starts today this afternoon it's a zoom call and you spend about an hour with me talking about the church amen and so anyone else that says, I'd, I'd love to join this church if you got to sit and think about it a little while there's a welcome table outside and you can say tell them then yeah I think this is where I need to be I know the spirit is talking to me amen Amen. Welcome home, woman of God.
0: Amen. Welcome home, woman of God.
1: Well, we are a praying church, and we don't mind praying for you. I understand the Spirit of God has just been in here all day, so we're a little over time, but we still have time for you. If you need prayer today, if you say, I'm trying to stay down, but there's a part of me that keeps jumping back up, I'm that little boy whose mother told him, sit down, sit down, and he keeps standing up in the car, standing up in the seat till she gets upset, and she sits him down, straps him in, and he looks at her and says, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. That means he had the act of worship, but he did not have the attitude. And some of you might say, I'm, 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 I'm coming to church. I look like I'm trying to, to, to go into worship on the outside, but there's something on the inside of me to keep standing up. I need prayer. I need to come and say, Lord, help me. That's you today. We don't mind praying for you. This is the end of our service, but we have time to pray for you. The altar is open. It's always open. Somebody might just need to, don't need us to pray, you just need to bow down. If you like prayer today, we don't mind praying for you. We'd love to pray for you. That part of you that won't bow down, that keep jumping back up, or whatever it is you might be struggling with, you came in here with a right now need. I have a right now need, and I'd love for you, you all, to pray for me. We are a prayer church, we believe in the power of prayer. Anybody need prayer today, just come on and meet us down here, anyone that wants prayer this morning, this afternoon. My mask is right there. But there's miracles when you come down
0: You know when you ain't
1: got nothing You want bad enough You don't have nothing you need bad enough Because all of us that have got something great from the Lord Have spent some time on this floor Because that's the place of worship But he can do it for you on your knees He can do it for you sitting in your chair He can do it for you standing up It's your attitude of worship That he's looking for So God, seal this word. Seal this word to your people. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you cut through their defenses. Holy Spirit, you cut through their dignified. Holy Spirit, you cut through
0: their intellect. Holy Spirit, you took steps through
1: indeed as they continue to worship
0: silence so. By God, that's what my heart
1: And like being intoxicated into worship as the spirit of the lord rests in your house learn how to get this way at home learn how to get this way in the mornings learn how to press into worship
0: Yes, God. To worship you. To worship you. I live. To worship you. I live. I live. To worship you. Hallelujah.
1: This is where we're going to be all month long. To worship you. We level it up worship
0: worship You, I live to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. All right, we'll try to get out of here. Okay, one more to worship you. I live
1: He's worthy. get that out hallelujah amen so again this afternoon we have a new members class the first class